We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday... Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Rotowire College Football podcast i'm james anderson joined by mario puig as always uh kind of a fun day it's the day before college football season officially kicks off with a a whole slew of games on thursday and uh, a lot of daily contests that i'm sure a lot of you guys are going to be entering uh next week we might have a a listener league for you guys to join up on fanduel so uh definitely keep uh keep your Mm. eyes peeled for that yeah i mean you might be able to play against us in uh in dfs which would be you know probably a, a highlight of, of many of your lives <laughs> um but okay let's get things started real quick uh the quarterbacks for the thursday slate obviously trayvon boykin uh the top the top guy if you want to pay up for him at, at uh ten thousand five hundred up on fanduel there uh you know there, there seems to be kind of a top four to me there's there's Dottie, uh williams and solomon up there as well um I don't know. Do any of those guys stand out to you? Are you fading any of those guys? Um, I mean, it's it seems like you could you could very reasonably uh, make a case for for going with 
with any of those guys. Yeah, uh, on FanDuel particularly, it's a pretty tough question because those guys are all expensive and none of them has a particularly great matchup. A lot of people are probably looking at Marquise Williams and thinking that South Carolina's trash defense from last year will make things easy for him. I'm, I am I like Marquise Williams a lot, uh, but I think his coach is going to get out-schemed thoroughly in this one. <laughs> Larry Fedora, friend oh, of the podcast. Fedora. Fedora. Um, frequent <laughs> frequent tar- target of the haters ball that is this <laughs> podcast. Um, but yeah, Steve Spurrier is going to totally outclass that guy. Um, so I'm a little worried about whatever help schematically Marquise Williams is going to have. In South Carolina's defense, Steve Spurrier's defenses tend to be quite good. So last year's an aberration, I think. Um, but yeah, in addition to that, North Carolina might run more with Elijah Hood at running back than they did last year. So they might that might limit Williams's rushing upside a bit. A new Solomon might be done like halfway through the second quarter against a San Antonio team that brings back basically nobody from last year's team. Um, Trevon Boykin's my favorite of the group. But even he's got to go on the road against the mighty Gophers. Yeah, who, that's not uh, an easy task. Not an easy place <laughs> to play. But uh, the Gophers do actually have and have had pretty tough pass defenses. The run defenses have been more vulnerable. So I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking TCU might lean on Aaron Green and a couple of their other running backs. Uh, I want to say like Kyle Hicks is the other, and uh, they got this third guy who's listed. Um, Anyway, uh, as far as Doty, I don't know what to think exactly. It seems like a lot of people like him quite a bit, at least as far as this slate goes. But uh, playing against a Vanderbilt defense that returns nine starters, playing on the road against Vanderbilt. I mean, this is a team that lost to Illinois last year, Western Kentucky, that is. So I realize that they're bringing back a lot of firepower. Uh, But Jared Dangerfield, their lead receiver, is questionable right now, uh, barring barring some kind of breaking news that we aren't aware of as of this recording. Um, And yeah, so I I, I think I think Western Kentucky might be a little bit overrated by some people because I don't think their level of competition was factored in very well. And Vanderbilt had, you know, an improbably bad season last year. I think they'll improve quite a bit. Um, They bring in Andy Ludwig, I want to say his name is from um, the Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> possibly um well let, let me i want to ask you this real quick Th- those four games with those those four top qbs uh and we're leaving Ma- I, i'm not including mason randolph rudolph in this but you you certainly could uh but out of those games which one do you think is going to be the closest the closest game uh phew, uh probably western kentucky vanderbilt uh which is why i mean they haven't named a vanderbilt starting quarterback but all sane uh, indicators seem to imply that Johnny McCrary is the guy over Wade Freebeck. So I like McCrary a bit. I also, I mean, on FanDuel particularly, but both or you know, most of the major sites, Thomas Sirk, the Duke quarterback playing against Tulane. He's really cheap. Uh, he's a dual threat guy, really good runner, has no good receivers, really. Max McCaffrey is the best one, and he's probably not that good. So that's, that's the worry. And Tulane's a, a program that's a little bit on the upswing here. So Cirque has some risk despite his really low price tag. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you can't pay up for Boykin, I would probably spend a little less on someone like, uh, yeah, McCrary or even Matt Linehan at Idaho. Um, he's dirt cheap, and at least Idaho runs a lot of plays. So. All right. Well, so, I mean, the, the running backs, to me, it, it seems like it's Devontae Booker and Nick Wilson as the clear top two guys. Do you, do you agree with that? Would you try to fit both of them in your lineup at all or i would not bother with either of them actually like nick wilson i don't think he's going to play very long against san antonio i mean he could get like 200 yards on 10 carries for all i know but i'm not really willing to bet on the the guy who i think is going to get less than 15 carries in a game 
Uh, Devontae Booker I'm off of. I, I think that Michigan defense will be smothering right away. And uh, he's just he's just expensive. Utah's offense mm-hmm. sucks. I don't think they're going to score points in that game. So otherwise, at running back, I mean, A.J. Willett's the guy to target. He's going against an Idaho defense that's pitiful, and Willett's pretty good run-heavy team there in Ohio, at Ohio. Uh, Elijah Penny, the other running back in that game, plays for Idaho. He scored a touchdown like every 12 carries last year, so you have to like his chances. Not necessarily much yardage, but at least you like his chances of scoring in that one, and he's pretty cheap in a number of places. Uh, the other running backs, I mean, Sherman Beatty for Tulane is a consideration. Duke's run defense isn't very good. Uh, Shaquille Powell for uh, Duke is a consideration in that game. P- perhaps Duke goes a little bit more run heavy than past years, or at least in week one, uh, since they got a couple good running backs and a running quarterback, but they have a lot of questions at receiver. So uh, otherwise, Ralph Webb at Vanderbilt is definitely a good pick. He sh- I think he'll get both a big workload and pretty good efficiency against Western Kentucky defense that just isn't very good um they do bring back eight starters but they were garbage last year they gave up seven touchdowns to cooper rush who isn't a good quarterback uh but otherwise worth mentioning leon allen uh probably the biggest name on the slate at running back um or i mean comparable to booker and wilson anyway uh there was some worry that his two off-season uh public intoxication uh events would result in a suspension of some kind but his backup anthony wales is probably out for the game so leon allen's not getting suspended like he might have gotten suspended if they were playing like old dominion or something like that in week one but if it's vanderbilt you know he's gonna play so if you're not if you're if you're gonna pick if you're not gonna pick leon allen don't do it because you're worried about a suspension it's not gonna happen i might have a couple uh public intoxication events uh coming up this oh. weekend sp- specifically tomorrow after yeah i will game. i might get tased tomorrow <laughs> just like uh leon allen has been tased i think at least two times nice. um he's so yeah he's the most tased he's gonna build back. up a, a tolerance to it if you're wondering about the most tased option on the slate it's leon allen almost certainly so the wide receiver slate i don't none of these guys really jump out to me um Farrell cooper's the most expensive by by quite a bit there point per reception cooper is like a, a really really safe pick i think like he might not score a lot he's not a big guy and we don't know what kind of play he's going to get from his quarterback but we do know they have no targets on that team even their tight end jarrell adams as of a couple of days ago spurrier said he was doubtful at least a start was his exact running he's doubt i don't think he's going to start i don't know if there's some shenanigans with that but um if he's out they just have no receivers like debo samuel is their next probably in line then they got a bunch of these like fourth and fifth year guys who haven't earned any playing time in their careers at the school so cooper's gonna get fed it's just a question of efficiency there i i think he'll have a totally good game in pretty much any format um otherwise caleb jones you have to really like his chances of scoring at least once even if he only plays like one quarter in that game so i do like caleb jones um, otherwise, I think there are passing stats to be found on the Vanderbilt roster. I don't know if it's going to be Latavius Rayford or Chris Contera or Trent Sherfield, but those are their top three receivers. I, I don't know. I like what, I like one of their chances, I, but it's it's kind of like a GPP only kind of thing, perhaps uh, because it's it's hard to guess how those three might fit in. Um, but yeah. Otherwise, I kind of like Nate Phillips, the uh, Arizona receiver, starting slot receiver in a gpp consideration too he was their leading receiver i want to say like two years ago um dealt with or three years ago probably had some injuries was buried on the depth chart last year but with Devonte neal moving to corner and austin hill graduating he's going to have more opportunities so he's a he's he's a he's a gpp consideration especially because he might get some you know veteran respect with some extra targets even when it turns to garbage time in this one um 
But yeah, uh, otherwise at receiver, I mean, Desmond Epps, you, I, I don't want to say anything extreme, but if you don't pick him, I think you'll lose whatever it is that you're playing in because uh, he's, he's a really talented player. Uh, the Idaho offense funnels the ball to their number one receiver, or at least they did last couple of years. Uh, he was suspended last year, but he's probably more talented than Josh McCain, who was their leading receiver last year, was a seven-catch, 100-yard-per-game kind of player. Um, Epps is a complete knucklehead, and his team is about to just implode in a spectacular fashion. But for this week, <laughs> I think you have to pick him. So Mario, Mario doesn't give you guys a ton of, you know, definitely start this guys. I mean, he, he gives you a bunch of names like he did for running backs on the Thursday slate. All those guys probably go off and you just have to pick the right ones. But that's that's a, a firm yes, a firm, a firm start. I so almost I, mean, I almost forgot um, at TCU, Josh Doxson's been ho- uh, hobbled by some kind of undisclosed thing. Missed a lot of practice time. He's supposed to be totally fine for this game, but we'll see if there's a rust issue there. Deontay Gray is almost definitely out. So Colby List- Listenby is uh, the TCU guy to target at receiver, I'd say. Upset alert? Possibly. Uh, so Saturday's slate, a.k.a. the, the Nick Chubb slate. Uh, the quarterbacks, um, you know, your, your boy Josh Dobbs from, from Tennessee is the most expensive at 10000 going up against uh, Bowling Green. Uh, Taysom Hill also on the slate. But, you know, by Saturday standards, I don't think this is a very great slate in terms of, of quarterbacks to choose from. I mean, no, we don't have any Seth Russell, no Dak Prescott. Uh, no Boykin, obviously. No Deshaun Watson. No Mark. Uh, actually, Watson is a Saturday guy. He's playing Wofford. He's not on the. He's not on the FanDuel. Oh, okay. Fan well, he. Pool. So that might be like a, they're, they're only, they have an early slate. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Only doing the early um, slate. Yeah. So uh, I have to pull up their Saturday specific thing here. It's um, it's Dobbs and Hill at the top, and then you do they have, have the do they have the Texas Tech game in there? No. Oh well. Okay. So I'm I'm seeing this now. Uh, yeah, Jeremy Johnson is probably out of out of that group, probably my favorite after uh after our guy Josh Dobbs. And uh otherwise that that Florida Atlantic Tulsa game, that's where the points are. So I like both Jacquez Johnson and Dane Evans in that one at quarterback. Those are the probably best like cash game values in that slate as far as I can tell. Now, do you think Dobbs like how many quarters do you think Dobbs plays in that game? I can see him su- surprisingly playing like most of the game because Bowling Green, a lot of a lot of people don't realize this, but their receivers might be like top fifteen in the nation. Good, like they're like seven deep. They got a few guys who are gonna have a real chance at the NFL. Like they got Robbie Rhodes, the Baylor transfer, was a high recruit a couple of years ago. Chris Gallen, who I want to say has missed the last two years with knee problems, he's a huge target who is getting NFL attention before those injuries. He's back. Uh, they got Garrick Dieter. They got a proven slot receiver Ryan Burbrink. Uh, they got Ronnie Moore, who's an explosive slot type guy, Deshaun Jackson, kind of deep threat, big play guy. Uh, and then they got Roger Lewis, or sorry, yeah. So he was the, he was a four star recruit last year, and he, he was easily their best receiver right away. Big time talent in a in a scheme that throws the ball a lot. Their quarterback had a I want to say his hip like broke last year or something in week one, but he's back. Matt Johnson's really good. Tennessee will win that game safely, I think. Uh, but Dobbs, I can, I have to probably rank atop of this slate. The only player that I had ranked ahead of him in uh, at all this week was at quarterback was Keenan Reynolds, who isn't on this slate, obviously. And would you have a preference out of Dane Evans and Jacquez Johnson? 
Jacquez uh, Johnson is cheaper, right? So I'll yeah. I'll go with him. Uh, they're really comparable. I mean, Jacquez Johnson is a dual threat. Dane Evans is less of a dual threat, but he'll get more passing volume. He has Keevan Lucas, Kiaris Garrett to throw to. Uh, the receiver options at at uh, Atlantic are a little slimmer, but I do like Jensen Stoshak and Kalib Woods there too. So I think that'll be a, a high-scoring game. I looked at the over-under on that, and it was like whatever it was at the time that I looked struck me as way too low. So uh, yeah, I like that. I like that game for uh, DFS purposes. Looks like the over unders at sixty six and a half now in Florida Atlantic Tulsa, which I think is up from a couple of days ago. I want to say when I looked la- looked first, it was like sixty two or something. Uh, but the, both of those teams have bad defenses, and they're both up tempo, uh, or at least Tulsa's up tempo. They got some explosive options, so I, I like a shootout there. So I don't have any inside info, but I have a feeling you're going to advise me against starting Nick Chubb at running back, even though uh, I really didn't have any plans on, on sitting him on the bench at all this season. But uh, <laughs> am, I, am I right in thinking that? I, I would not tell you to not play Nick Chubb. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's the perfect player. But it's, <laughs> he it's, is the uh, perfect player. You know, that, that <laughs> price tag is what you, you, know, you, you get what you pay for. So if you want to... Like how, many, how many quarters do you think he plays? Uh, one and a half, two, two. Yeah, nice. I think that's enough for him to get to like yeah, one forty. If, if I know touchdowns. going in, I'm getting two quarters out of Nick Chubb, then I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm paying that that price. But yeah, uh, Ray Lowry from Old Dominion, he's a thousand less on Fanduel than Chubb. Probably the better play, I think, or pretty close to it. Like Lowry put up beastly numbers last year. He's going to get probably even more shares in the offense now that Taylor Heineke's gone. Uh, only concern there is like Old Dominion's lost a little bit of firepower between their quarterback Heineke leaving. Uh, they lost one of their like top tight end receiver tweeners, so their personnel is a bit limited. They mentioned going a little bit lower tempo, which worries me a little bit. But it's Eastern Michigan they're playing. I mean, come on, it's a it's a, just going to be so easy to run on them. Uh, Alex Collins, that's that's the best value right there among the the, the top tier Fanduel options for the early Saturday slate. He's ninety four hundred against <coughs> excuse me against UTEP. Uh, Jonathan Williams is is out. And Alex Collins and him combined for about 40 carries per game last year. I don't, I'm not saying he's going to have 40 or even 30, but I am saying that 25 carries for Alex Collins could mean like, you know, like 200 yards and three touchdowns or some, you know, ridiculous thing like that. So UTEP's going to get rocked. Alex Collins should kind of stomp them, walk all over them. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, uh, f- as far as a value pick goes, back to the Tulsa game. Uh, Zach Langer is supposed to be their lead runner. That's that's going to be an up tempo like Baylor, you know, in theory imitation type offense. So I think he'll get a lot of work and a, a, probably a good chance at a couple touchdown runs too. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's too cheap at seven thousand. Rock Thomas, uh, the, the Auburn starter ahead of Jovan Robinson and Peyton Barber, he's sixty eight hundred. That's uh, not as good as Christian McCaffrey at seven thousand, but. Does, Still definitely a nice value there. Does McCaffrey have a pretty good uh, share of that, that workload there at Stanford? So I should, I should have been a little, like, qualified that a little bit. Like, I think Raymond Wright is not very good, and he was their starter last year. And the Stanford coaches have not been, you know, uh, conservative about hyping up McCaffrey. Like, everybody's saying, like, it's on, and I believe that. <laughs> if so it's on. It, it, is, it is on, I think. <laughs> and I, I don't, I can't, I can't really say that McCaffrey isn't worth it at that price. I think he's, I, I'm going to use him a lot this week. Well, uh, that's all just kind of bulletin board material for Nick Chubb because he's gonna gonna prove you wrong and and vastly <laughs> outperform uh, everybody on that slate. Uh, wide receiver Kevon Lucas, how many? What percentage of 
of cash games, of tournaments, do you think Kevin Lucas is going to be started in? Because well, on FanDuel here, that's ninety eight hundred dollars. That's quite a lot. I don't know if I can fit him in, even as even though I love Kevin Lucas, number number one ranked receiver for me this year. Uh, Dakil Williams at seventy five hundred, I like a lot more. He's and the, 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 this is a game Auburn needs to win. The suspension thing is garbage. They're going to use him because if they don't use him, they're putting themselves in real danger of losing. So. I think Dakil Williams is going to be totally good. Louisville's defense is frightening based on past year's numbers, but they lost so many people in the offseason. I have no doubt that Jeremy Johnson, a player of his caliber, a receiver as good as Dakil Williams, will, I don't want to say like have their way with Louisville, but I do think Dakil is a solid bet for 100 and a touchdown. So I'm, I'm not worried about him. I definitely would take him over, you know, Robbie Anderson and Zach Pascal. Um, those guys, I mean, Pascal is a pretty good player, but we don't know how that old dominion passing game is going to look like. And if you got to pay 500 more for him than Williams, I guess I can't really see the point that much. Um, Kiaris Garrett, the other Tulsa receiver, 6,800. He's a six, four, like two twenty type of player. So he can, he could have more shares of the touchdown passes in Tulsa than people are guessing. I like him at that price. Devin Kajuice for Stanford, another big target, uh, very athletic, big target. He's been hurt forever, but he's supposed to be fine now. I don't know. We'll see. He's we'll we'll definitely be watching for his status come Saturday, so you don't you don't have to just guess on it if you if you follow along with us. But yeah, Marquez North at Tennessee is a good value at sixty two hundred because uh, Tennessee has Pig Howard, their lead receiver from last year, suspended for the game, and uh, Von Pearson is listed as a backup uh, behind Jawan Johnson, their like soon to be star receiver, true freshman. Uh, but yeah, I like Marquez North. He's he's bigger than the other receivers in the first team lineup. Jason Crooms probably going to be out, so I like Marquez North's chances of, excuse me, scoring at least once, even if he only has like four or five catches in the game. Um, if you can do, if you're doing PPR, Jensen Stoshak is a player to go after. I think he'll probably be the replacement for Lucky Whitehead mostly at Florida Atlantic, even though he plays a different position. Whitehead was in the slot, Stoshak's outside, but I think they'll scheme to get him the ball a little bit more. But yeah, other than that. If you want to go like deeper GPP shot, Ricardo Lewis is, seems like the clear second receiver for Auburn. And uh, with the volume and passing stats that Jeremy Johnson will dictate, I think there's plenty of room for Lewis to make a big impact. And uh, let's see, Jordan Westerkamp at 5000 that's ridiculously cheap. He's going against a BYU defense that wasn't very good last year. Uh, Mike Riley has a history of knowing how to get his receivers the ball. And the thing is, DeMornay Pearsonell, who's the best receiver of all time, he's out with a foot injury in that game. And uh, yeah, so I, I like Wester Camp quite a bit. He should get more targets than usual for sure. And uh, yeah, otherwise, it, then it then it gets just to start getting a bit bleak. Marquez North, uh, probably the best name on the slate. I might try to find a way to get him in there. Uh, maybe a, maybe a Dakiel Williams Marquez North combo. Um, I Pig mean, Howard is the better name, though. You're wrong. Pig Pig Howard. Now, do do we know if that was his? It's not his. his no, it's, his parents aren't monsters. They named him Alton. <laughs> no, they were like, "Here's our baby boy, Pig," and we hate him. Hey, you never know. They might have grown up, might have, might have grown up on a farm. Um, oh yeah, I guess that's different. So, so uh, okay, that that's gonna do it for us in terms of the preview in the slate. Uh, we did get a, a couple questions here from uh, Tug, our guy Tug Tug Money on Twitter. Uh, we kind of touched on Dottie a little bit. Uh, he asks, "Is is he too risky in a cash game?" Uh, probably not. Not risky. I wouldn't. I wouldn't use the the term risky. He's he's expensive. Um, but yeah, he's he's he'll have his. You know, there'll be up tempo. He'll have his pass attempts. The worry for me is 
if he's if he's averaging like seven yards an attempt, that's probably not going to pay off. If he doesn't score at least three times, it's probably not paying off. There's a good chance he's taking some negative yardage in the rushing department because he, if he gets sacked, he's not going to make up for it running the ball. Um, yeah, it's at, and at that price, I, I can't really get excited about that. So what I'm generally doing is I'm going with those cheaper guys like McCrary, Matt Linehan, uh, so he mentions little, he mentions Thomas Sirk uh, with Duke, who you talked about, uh, Cooper Rush with Central Michigan, and Matt Linehan, and he's you know he's asking you know any love for those guys. Uh, I mean, if you had to pick one out of that three, the the Thomas Kirk, uh, Cooper Rush, Matt Linehan trio, who would you go with there? Out of those guys at those prices, uh, for like cash games, I would go Sirk. He's I'm a little worried about him, you know, ending up with like 110 passing yards, uh, but I think he can run for something like 50 and two touchdowns, something like that. Uh, not much upside there. Like the, the the Vegas line on it makes me queasy too. I feel like there's something that I might be missing there because it's it, normally Duke should roll in a game like that. Like David Cutcliffe always has them ready for Week One, and he they habitually stomp lesser conference teams. But Tulane basically looks pretty good, so it's it's why I don't like. And Cirque's going to be highly owned on Fanduel, where he's really really cheap, like silly cheap. Uh, Linehan's more risky. He's not going to run like Cirque, so you need him to make an impact as a passer. And Ohio's pass defense is pretty good by non-AQ standards. So you're basically banking on Desmond Epps and a couple other pretty good Idaho receiving targets making Linehan look good because he's probably not. Uh, but yeah, it's a more favorable situation, on the other hand, and at a lower price than Cooper Rush, who has to deal with the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about Rush exactly, but I, I think he, he'll have like you know, desperate catch up pass attempts. I can just too easily see him having like 40 attempts for, you know, 200 yards or some, something embarrassing like that. So I'm, I'm not in on Cooper rush, uh, especially on FanDuel where he costs more than Linehan and Cirque. It's like, I wouldn't even consider that. So I guess that's going to probably do it for us. Um, at care to care to predict a, a final score for uh, tomorrow night's go for a TCU game. I'm going with 27, 10 TCU, uh, Think, I think the Goofs keep them under 30. Shock the world. I think I'll I'll put TCU at a 35. I think they'll lean on the run game in the second half, pull away a bit, but it, not until the the final you know eight minutes of the fourth quarter. Uh, but yeah, just a, just a heads up for you guys. We'll have a little bit longer and like fleshed out versions of these things in the upcoming weeks. Um, we're we're kind of dealing with a lot of internet just, troubles just some time and issues lots some of general stuff. scheduling stuff uh yeah i mean yeah you're right uh future weeks will i mean we gave you guys you know probably more than you deserve on this one but uh we'll give you we'll give you some more stuff uh in in future episodes and it's it's kind of a confusing week too just with the you know the game normally we have full slates available yeah. like not just an early one so, so there would be there would be more to chatter about but like yeah what we said like i'm, I'm really avoiding the people i said and uh I, other, other than all you really need to know this week is play Desmond Epps or you'll lose. So that's, that's about, yeah. take, that's about our parting shot. I take guess. that to the bank. Um, yeah. all right, well, I'm, I'm James Anderson. You can find me on Twitter at real JR Anderson. That's of course, Mario Puig. You can find him on Twitter at NFL draft underscore RW. All right. We will be back with you next week. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing this Friday, our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? 
Of course it's dangerous. Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13.